0: the Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz and welcome back for the second Sunday after Pentecost for the week of June 3rd, 2018. And welcome to summer in Minnesota, apparently over the last couple weeks. If you haven't been up here, we hit 90 over Memorial Day weekend, which is extremely unlikely. And we hit new highs all time in Minnesota for Memorial Day. So, I just want to thank you for tuning in, and thank you as we get into this podcast. A few quick and couple announcements that I have. If you have recently graduated from college or high school, I know that there's a couple of you that are tuning into this. Congratulations. I know it's a huge accomplishment. A huge accomplishment, and I think it actually kind of ties in a little bit with what we'll be actually talking about this week, which I think is super exciting. But before we get into this week's, I want to also do my shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Great commentaries, great discussions that go on there. Their Sermon Brainwaves podcast is worth it just to tune in and listen to great theologians speak and talk about these things and for me not being an ordained minister it gives me a lot of direction on where i should go with this podcast but what i will say with that is i would i'm kind of going in a little bit different direction than what was talked about in sermon Brainway's podcast if you happen to catch it for this last week because i think there's a bigger point here that we can talk about from a science perspective and from a human perspective that I think we often forget about. And it gets just kind of thrown at us this week throughout our gospel text and our first and second readings. But let me introduce you first to what we have. Our gospel text this week is out of Mark chapter 2 verses 23 through chapter 3 verse 6. And this is... The Pharisees are talking to Jesus about what is keeping the Sabbath day holy. And there's two different instances here. We have the disciples picking grain in the fields. And we also have kind of a healing where Jesus asked the man to reach out his hand when he had a withered hand. And so we have this battle, this conflict that we've had multiple times. And what is actually work? What is the keeping the Sabbath day holy actually meaning? So we'll get into that a little bit more because that's kind of what the premise of where I'm wanting to go with it this week. The first reading is out of Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 12 through 15 which is when we are given the commandment of keeping the Sabbath day holy that you have six other days to work but that we have this day to remember what the Lord has given to us. And that's the gist of that little short reading. The alternate first reading, so the alternative that you can do is 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 and optionally also 11 through 20, which is where the Lord calls and talks to Samuel, which we get the famous lines of where he hears his calling of Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel says, speak for your servant is listening, which then you get the huge debate of do you stop it there and have this huge talk about how we can be open to hearing the Lord or do we get the negative message that Eli is human and that because of what's going on with his family and stealing from the house of Israel in the temple, that he is going to be essentially let go of as someone in the temple. So this really deep convoluted beautiful passage we won't deal a ton with this week in the podcast. The psalm is Psalm 81 verses 1 through 10 another just great praise psalm and I'm going to kind of maybe be able to bring and tie this in a little bit at the very end of it, but again, it's it's showing the praise, and this just like what we typically get with these praise psalms, where we're we're clapping our hands, we're singing a song, we're seeing all the things that the Lord has done for us. And I think the kicker that kind of ties this all together, and we'll definitely get back to, is 2 Corinthians, which is our second reading. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 12, which again, we talk about how we are supposed to be proclaiming the light of Christ into the darkness, and that it, it's, it's precious, but we need to be using it consistently. We need to be doing this on a daily basis. And Why I'm kind of grappling and thinking about this is coming off of Memorial Day weekend, and as you can probably imagine, it's a time of reflection where we think about here, at least in the States, the people who have laid down their lives for our freedoms that we have in this country. But let's be honest, another thing that also comes along with Memorial Day, often it's gathering with friends and family, and it also means a time of rest and relaxation, R&R. And we talk about in this society that we need the R&R. And if you look at things from around the world, one of the things that consistently kind of comes up about the United States is that we work ourselves to death. And I would start to propose that this is what we're not supposed to be doing. And I think that's what we're kind of getting with keeping the Sabbath and keeping it holy. And I think we can also see that out in nature very, very easily. Because when you look out into nature, there is this thing called hibernation that we have definitely probably heard about before of animals. So, And you think of like bears hibernate, um, frogs do some really cool hibernation things, some of them to the point where their heart rate gets down low enough that they will freeze. (laughs) You have other species like hummingbirds. Some hibernate, some don't, but they go into the state of torpor where it's that your heart rate is just high enough for them to not consider you hibernating, but you're slowing yourself down. Hardcore. There's been, and I'll link. Actually, I was listening to something week or two ago, talking about chipmunks, chipmunks with their hibernation, and to the point where they are possibly actually deleting memories in their brain, and the possible reasons on why or why not they they're doing this. We see it also in like trees and plants, where you have trees shedding their leaves, typically to the to allow. The tree to shut down for the season of winter where we have a plant after it flowers how it might you watch the stock turn brown that it's going to quit putting energy into that flower that it's it's served its purpose it's done it's over and when I think about us and our walk and what we do as humans and especially in the western world it's go, 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 as fast as we possibly can. And this is one of the things that I'll often hear with talking about church is, well, church just gets in the way of me being able to work, to make a dollar, to do this, to do that. And it, it ends up hurting the person in the long run that their body wears down or something starts to happen where they just can't keep doing it that way long term your body just starts to shut down because you're not giving it the relaxation that it needs. And I I think about it when you start thinking about back to the, the creation stories that we have that we have God after 6 days of creation. And we can get into a discussion of what is a day to God some other point. But after 6 days of creation that he is observing a day where he doesn't create, a day that he observes What he has done. A day where he soaks it in. And if the Lord is doing that. Why do we think we should be doing anything different? I think Jesus here is then talking about. When he's doing this quote unquote healing. Or where they're plucking the heads off the grain. It still was the relaxation that they were needing. And it ties into that second reading, that we're still called to be a light and that that doesn't shut off. That should be eternal. Like the eternal flame in many churches, that's eternal to who we are. That we need to be able to continue to let that light shine, to continue to do that. You know, one of the things I, I just got back from listening to some really awesome people that I know graduating from college this last weekend and got to for me have some great R&R with spending some time with my significant other that I haven't been able to see in 6 months and it's amazing when you're when you're in that situation and you're talking about like college graduation for instance and people ask so what are you looking forward to with you know, college graduation. And a lot of it is like sleep or having some type of consistent schedule or not working myself so hard. And the thing that I find kind of funny being on this side, the other side of college graduation is yes and no. There's times where you get where your work then becomes this thing that, and because of the training that I had in college, I just have to keep working harder. And sometimes that isn't good. Sometimes just working harder to get through it maybe isn't the best way. One of the things that I think, for me, the reason that I think it's so important to have this R&R is, is again, that's where we can see God at work. We've been having the last couple days where I'm at some rainstorms, and it's amazing how rainstorms causes you to stop, but it also causes you to admire what you have. For us, we've been needing this rain really, really bad. The garden and the and just the lawn and everything's been needing that natural watering that we could never do with just a hose. It'd just be impractical. And to watch even the birds prepare for the storm as they feel it coming and seek for shelter so that they can wait. And that's a thing that we need to look at and we need to work on is there's a time to wait. There's a time to admire. There's a time to look forward to. And that sometimes means you need to recoup and rethink of what you're going through at this time. That's one of the beautiful things if you think about like a graduation is you reflect and you think on the accomplishments and the things that you've gone through. But it's amazing that after you get kind of through your college years, it's amazing how fast you can get onto this rat race and all of a sudden you find yourself in a place you'd never expected to be. That's one of the things when I've been running across high school students a lot lately. I've been talking to them, talking about the idea of dreaming and and thinking about where are you wanting to go? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? And once you have some of those, then thinking about the steps it's going to take to get to those goals. So that as if you're on those steps and realizes that goal isn't what you're wanting to do, That you can just shift the steps to get to the next goal. And you don't get to a place where you don't know where you're wanting to be and how you got here. And then you find you're in a totally different stratosphere. But again, that comes from stop. That comes from stopping. Just holding your horses and thinking. And relax and relaxation. Rest is needed. You can look up yourself. There's plenty of times where you talk about some of the greatest inventions in time and space is from people stopping to think about it in a different way. Go for a walk and all of a sudden things start happening. I know one was with Tesla when he started thinking about, I think it was his Tesla coil. Was him on a walk and seeing birds and and being able to start to picture how this would work. We need this time. We need this time. Our pastors, our leaders in our church need this time just as much as we as a congregation need this time. But in this time, when you're, and I would feel, relax and relaxation is almost a humbleization of yourself. When you humble yourself, that's when the Lord can come in. And that's when the Lord can speak to you. That's where we get like the alternative reading here from 1st Samuel. When we stop and let ourselves like Samuel's doing in this case where he's trying to lie down to sleep. We hear all these sleep studies and how we need sleep and how Americans again push ourselves to the limit of how, where we're sleep deprived. And then the question of how much sleep do we actually need and We shouldn't be questioning that stuff. We shouldn't be letting our bodies get the relaxation it needs. We need it for cell repair. And if you want to push it, you're going to age faster. We can talk about that again at some other point, talking about telomeres. But we need this time for our bodies to recoup, but it also gives the time for the Lord to actually come and speak to us, like in the alternative first reading, where Samuel's then hearing the Lord and going to Eli, assuming that it's him. And it, No, and it's, again, this idea of sometimes when we think what we know, we're hearing the Lord, and we could be, but we're interpreting it wrong. Like in Samuel here, he's interpreting that Eli is calling him, not the Lord. But it's because, again, Eli is also in this state of relaxation, also in this time of reflection, realizes that it's the Lord talking to him, so that Samuel can then realize that. Again, And that's just a whole nother discussion. This is the elder teaching the younger, which is what the church needs to be doing so badly right now, in my mind. That is not happening in the quantities that it should be. But again, this is coming from a spot where they're at peace. They're at peace. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord God commanded you. Six days you shall labor to do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day to the Lord. You shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male or your female slave or your ox or your donkey or your livestock or your alien resident in your towns so that you, your male and female slave may rest as well. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. That is the Deuteronomy reading. We need that Sabbath day. We need that time. And like it states in there, we can see it out in nature. We can see it in the world around us. We need it. And if you look molecularly, we need it for repair, for memory recovery, for all these things. It's actually kind of one of the funny things about college. When people are cramming for tests, the studies kind of questioning when is the best times to study and how much sleep do you actually need to be able to perform and when is it actually cramming, actually not helping you anymore. And the funny thing that I remembered so much and would think about, and I'll see if I can find a study on it, is that last hour before you go to sleep is so precious. It's one of the best times to lock in memories and, and lock stuff in. And again, right when you wake up, we need this time of rest and relaxation. And I would feel that this Sunday, if you are given the opportunity to preach this, I think it's an opportunity even as the body, to talk about how we need this. We need this in the church. I see in the church as a whole, we're running and running and running and trying to do all these different things. We're trying to figure out maybe in your church, why isn't there young people there? What's going on that our attendance is dropping? What can we keep doing to keep attracting more people? The list goes on and on. And there's some times that you need to actually stop and Breathe. And it's amazing to me at times how we really struggle with that. And I know I do too. We're all in this together. So again, I would love to hear from you on this. If this is being of benefit to you. I'd love to hear. Actually, one of the things I'll ask this week is, is there a good time that I should be sending this out? Is is it better if I got it out on Saturday night? Or is it better if I got it out on Tuesday night? Just let me know. But... I'm going to post a Twitter question, and I think the Twitter question should be, where do you make sure that you take your relax and relaxation time? When do you take your R&R? Where do you take your R&R? How often do you take your r and I'll figure out some way to summarize that in a Twitter question. But again, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your response. I'd love to hear how is this benefiting you. How is this making an impact for you? And how are you taking the stuff we're talking about here and how are you applying it? Knowledge is nothing without application. But we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.